Hey there! Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Hyphen Podcast, a podcast by hyphens for hyphens. We hope that the conversations today will inspire you and help you grow in your journey and pursuit of Jesus. Remember, you can catch the podcast audio on any platform that you listen to podcasts, as well as the video experience on our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on Instagram at Truth Hyphen for clips and other content. Once again, we are glad that you would join us on this journey. Enjoy the episode! Welcome everybody to another episode of the Truth Hyphen Truth Truth Hyphen Truth Hyphen Podcast, a podcast by hyphens for hyphens, and uh, we're still early on into our um, podcast, but we're just really excited. Uh, if it's your first time listening, you can check out our podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, what are the other platforms? An- I guess that's really. The only ones that people Twitch. use. Twitch. Just kidding. Twitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but you can watch the video version too on YouTube. We also have clips on Instagram. You can follow us truth at truth hyphen. And uh, we also have some other content there from our services and our ministry. Uh, if you haven't yet, check out our first episode where we introduce all of our team. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, but I'm joined here today with uh, my other co-host, uh, Brian Ramos and Valerie Pula. Hey. Hello. And uh, we have a special guest today. We do. Yes, we do. I wonder who he is. <laughs> I wonder who it is. Uh, if you guys are watching the uh, the video, we're joined here with uh, Pastor Jesse Fortaleza. And uh, we're really excited. We're, we got a, a very specific topic. There's a lot of things we could we could honestly talk about mm-hmm. on this sure. episode. But uh, we're going to get really, really, really specific here with it. Um, but anyways, let's, yeah. before we go into like all the conversation, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm hungry, but we're I'm hungry, good. Very hungry <laughs> as <good>. well. <laughs> it's like the same outfits from episode yeah. one. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Welcome to episode okay. two. But we have a guest, so it's, yeah. it's gonna be awesome. How are you, Pastor? Yeah, I just came back from uh, preaching at uh, one of our church in the district. Installed uh, Pastor Sherwin Palakpak. And, Ooh, uh, wow! So he is officially the pastor, and uh, we had a blast in the Holy Ghost. I think. Uh, a couple of souls will be baptized in Jesus' name. That's awesome. awesome. Let's and, go, uh, Emmanuel. Got, we've got people slain in the Holy Ghost. And uh, I'm grateful. Though my body is tired and supposed to be my uh, Shesta today. But these guys <laughs> are <laughs> pushing me to. Well, we appreciate him taking the time out to come yeah, up for the podcast. So it's an honor yes. So, yes, Pastor jo- Jesse Fortaleza is our guest for today. As you guys know, he is our former Filipino evangelism coordinator. But it seems like he, he still is the coordinator because there's so many Filipinos in Winnipeg. <laughs> and he's really involved. Yeah, still outreaching. Um, he's a church planter. He's our pastor of Truth Tabernacle Church and Cornerstone Church in Stonewall. And he's also the superintendent of the Central Canadian District and a leadership specialist. So we could go on, but that will take forever on the many roles that he plays as our pastor and as an individual in Winnipeg. So welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yay. Thank you. It's an honor for me to be here. 
This is your first thanks to all of our viewers out there. Yes. It's not your first podcast, right? Uh, no, I've been I've been to some. You've been on a few. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know if they lasted, but our shuts down after this episode oh, no. <laughs> no, you no, guys no. you gotta like subscribe. no we're honestly really excited to have pastor jess with us and like uh, val said uh he's uh how long have you been super superintendent now for uh this will be my uh my fourth term i'll be eight years eight years yeah. how do you feel about eight that years. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been to uh, uh, our Filipino conference in Montreal, and and uh, I started attending the conference around 20 years ago, and uh, I was the young dude, and now everybody's calling me elder there. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Like, yeah. Almost everybody that introduced him was like our elder. Our elder pastor just no, it's 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 all good, but it's an, it's an honor. There, like I said earlier, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. Um, Val mentioned he's a leadership specialist. He he does a lot of uh, discipleship amongst other pastors, ministers, uh, all across the world. Actually, like mm-hmm. you know, not just in in Winnipeg in our district. Uh, but there's a specific topic that we wanted to touch on, and yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> obviously our new hyphen director Brian's here, and uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit of background. Brian actually came from a Catholic background um, and he was converted to the apostolic faith and um, revelation of the, the one true God. And uh, what many people don't realize is, is pastors also from a similar background. Um, mm-hmm. He grew up Catholic as well in a Catholic household family. Um, and so that's kind of the topic that I wanted to, that we wanted to kind of discuss on today is the kind of that conversion from Catholicism to the apostolic faith. And so I don't know, Brian, if you want to give a little bit about, you know, the background behind that or why we chose that topic. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's just um, out of curiosity. Of course, I did my own self-study as well and all that stuff. But coming here and learning about pastor that I'd like to honor him as well, actually. I'm not sucking up right now, but (laughs) I was like, thank you. Like ever since I came here, right, the Lord has really been using him for the both of you guys. And I just see like how, like the questions in my mind, like I had um, coming from Catholicism, mm-hmm. like I just come to church on Sundays and the Lord reveals it through them as well and, and everything. And um, this topic, it just strikes interest because where we came from and also how, um, how the Lord is working back then till now and showing us what the true apostolic faith is and from from Pentecost until where we are today. Um, I, I'd love to hear so much more from, from pastor's experience and from our discussion from mm-hmm. today. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Well, what, was like, sure. what was it like for you growing up? Well, I don't have much choice because my, my parents, they were both uh, uh, raised by uh, nuns and... Uh, <clears throat> Of course, my, my mom, uh, running away from uh, World War II, uh, came from the province and, and to Manila, and uh, she was absorbed by uh, nuns. As a matter of fact, uh, my dad and mom were uh, put together by nuns, oh, wow. you know? Oh, wow. So we were, we were raised uh, under that umbrella, uh, and uh, I thought that this is the only uh, the only organization and the only religion back then, and uh, and now I realize how we were 
I don't know if 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 the term mistreated is the right term because I still remember growing up, uh, going to my dad's work and uh, uh, taking an elevator with a number of nuns. We are not allowed to. We're not allowed to say a word or speak, and I've I've experienced one time being pinched by a nun, <laughs> you know, and and I was I was so terrified, and and this is this is and and this is just my own personal uh, uh, observation that uh, I had this religion back then that was uh, uh, ruled by fear, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, ruled by fear, <clears throat> and. Uh, of course, later in life, uh, we realized that uh, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And uh, that, that basically, we were, we were educated in a Catholic uh, private school. I graduated elementary in a Catholic school, seclu- uh, secluded. They call it Malate Catholic School. So uh, we were just located in one building whole, uh, all boys. And then you have to go on the other building uh, uh, for all the girls. So basically that's, that's the life. And, uh, and uh, I served in a Catholic uh, church as an altar boy growing up. Uh, so I'll take the first uh, bus trip to school and serve there and, and wipe all these images with my uh, white handkerchief and, you know, uh, with the idea that if you will wipe those images and put those hanky in your on your face, then uh, you'll, be, you'll be blessed by it. Mm. And, and, mm. and the end result is I've got all mm. pimples, you know, and, and all, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of, of things. So, yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, we moved to another province and that, that's, that's just the background of where I came from. Mm-hmm. But religion itself did not gave me a bright future because, you know, of course, many of you are aware of the outcome of my life. I became a drug uh, dependent and drug addict and uh, drug dealer, you know, in spite of my commitment to this sort of religion. Would you, would you say it was like the strictness of it that kind of drove you into that? Not, not really that drove me out of it. Yeah. It's just the observation. And I see the difference now that uh, when I came to church, all I felt was, you know, the love of my pastor. Mm-hmm. When I, when mm-hmm. I got converted into the apostolic truth, um, I was, I was a nuisance. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was a bad saint. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'll attend Sunday school and then during the break, in between break of Sunday school and divine service, I will just step out of the church and smoke. Oh. And then oh. come back again for the divine service. <laughs> it seems bad. like you didn't know no. that. Yeah, I was, I was. Here we do coffee, but. I was really, really in bad shape. But the difference I saw back then is the love of my pastor, mm-hmm. the, uh, I, I mean, the, the tolerance, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that uh, I, I saw in, in, in the lives of, of our leadership. And I won't be sitting here or I won't be in the ministry without that kind of mercy that was extended mm-hmm. to me back then. So kind of seeing the difference between where I came from and, you know, the revelation of, of the truth mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That really, that really, 
drove me out of that and uh, became committed to this apostolic mm-hmm. truth. I would have to agree, yeah. Because yeah. like when I came to church here at six years old, we also went to a Catholic church and we had no interest in we had no interest in our other churches, but when we came here, it was pretty litty. <laughs> like it was so fun. Everyone was so kind. Yeah, yeah. We still wore pants. We weren't familiar with any doctrine, nothing. We literally came as like a community member. And I just remember like the first initial door opening, it was like overflow of like love from everyone. Yeah, yes, you didn't even yeah. know who they were. I don't know if you could agree too. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Because, yeah, sure. yeah, you probably have the same experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially yeah. um, like going back to talking about Catholicism. It's funny. I, I like this duo right now. <laughs> Glory to God. Because um, I see how you, Pastor, I knew that you, not really your age, but yeah. <laughs> because back then it was really <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer, right? Well, disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. Well, because we are. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> well, so. Sort to cut you off, but yeah. back then, if there's there's a, a an allegation kind of p, uh, situation, mm-hmm. uh, they were in big trouble. Oh yeah, because of, because of the, the, uh, yeah, the, the, is, uh, yeah. the abuse that we've, uh, the abuse that we've we've experienced in the hand yeah. of those uh, nuns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, that's I, kind of a sorry. That's kind of a worldwide phenomenon, though. No, Back in the days, yeah, yeah hey. I think I think there's there's an awakening now. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, there's an awakening now, especially here in North America, yeah. that you cannot do that. No, yeah. uh, sure. Back home in the Philippines, even teachers are doing that. You wow. know, mm-hmm. pinching yeah. you and you know, and pulling your sideburn and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, slapping your slapping your your yeah. People are just talking about it now. Yeah, yeah. If you have an uncut fingernails, they oh, will yeah. put your hand on yeah. Your <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of just came to late recently, no? Yeah, because my mom also told me that she got slapped by a oh, man because yeah. oh, yeah. her fingernails weren't cut short. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So like, Wild. yeah, people are more comfortable in talking about their experience, which is what we're doing now, which yeah, is great. Sure. But yeah, kind of, kind of on that note, because again, you guys are from different generations uh, growing up as Catholic. Like, how different is it now? Yeah, I wonder. Maybe or, from your experience, like for hearing pastors experience with it how, how different is, mm-hmm. is catholicism nowadays yeah like it from from what pastor is saying and from what i knew and and was uh, reading about before they're very strict it's more legalistic mm-hmm. it's more on do this do that and before i don't know if you reached it pastor where it was we called it uh pre-vatican II, where it was the latin mass where the priest is facing the wall and not not the people and you don't uh, did you did i've you experienced that, that. Yeah. L- like uh one experience i remember is Every time you cross uh, the uh, the church from one mm-hmm. end to another, you have to pray. You you have to bow bow down. Oh, to yeah. In, you know, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of rituals too. A lot of rituals. Yeah. So why do they face the wall instead of the people? Oh, I I didn't learn more about them, but then oh. that was how like we call it. Respect, yes, kind they of? call it it's um, Vatican One, and then now they're in Vatican Two. Where oh. there's so many changes where the priests are now facing the congregation. Like you level up type of thing. That's so that? like you level up. Interesting. Level, yeah. Like they again, it's it's, it's changed. It's the traditions, right. yeah. And that's that's where I love. Now we're in the apostolic faith mm-hmm. that we see that we don't go by traditions. We go by your Bible. The, yes. <laughs> yeah. Part of that change as well is during the. Uh, early 80s when mm-hmm. a mass conversion from Catholicism to uh, uh, Pentecostals, mm-hmm. they started to create this new wave called 
charismatic yes charismatic movement that uh, the teaching is you don't have to change your religion because we can cater to what you're looking for like we can change our worship we can change our approach we, that's why they have this uh, different different uh, 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 group called El Shaddai yeah. mm-hmm. so, <laughs> support, right yeah yeah, yeah so uh, uh, the the Roman Catholic can cater to the the need of the people instead of them moving to another denomination. So I think yes, that's where yeah. the change mm-hmm. took yes. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The renewal. So like, I don't know if I could ask this, but I'm going to ask it. Yeah, do it. Um, what made you like stay in the Catholic faith? Like, how did you know that it was time for change uh, after long, that, you know? Oh yeah. Long story short, like I shared this with my move the mission testimony already. It's just, I like my parents weren't long story short, my parents, like we weren't really religious. We were just Catholic by name. You know, we had the Mama Mary going house to house, the pilgrimage we would call it. They, they pray there for like a whole week or something like that. And then after, um, sometimes we don't even go to church. And I don't know, the Lord, or I don't know if it's the Lord, but myself, I was so um, attracted to statues, the ones that <laughs> Pastor was yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then I had a collection of those. The Lord, I believe, used that to get me deeper with the Lord. And then it was, I believe, because... It, as I said in, in my sharing before, it's that I was in this um, uh, one traditional organization during the, during the church because the mass is separate from our prayer meetings, right? So ours, our Sunday service here would be considered a um, prayer meeting. This is not, so the highest would be the mass. Mm. So we'd have to go to two because if we just go to prayer meeting, which is kind of just like our service, it's not equivalent to to the, the, traditional, the mass. traditional mass yeah so people would be that's why people nowadays they go to two services so one for their mm. for the mass and one for yeah mm. and then um i believe just i heard the music they, this one group was doing um praise and worship the no one invited me just like here i was drawn in by the music as coming here to apostolic i was drawn in by the preachings of matthew tuttle on youtube and then josh carson that goes on and on and then i'm here with fortalezas yeah <laughs> you hey. you guys are a big hit pastor hey, in the philippines <laughs> yeah He's when they say famous. who's your pastor kuya i'm like oh uh pastor jess fortalezas really and then wow. they were, they were, yeah yeah he's in emos in to emos fans. yeah to all your fans please <laughs> but yeah just seeing seeing how um how how before the strictness of it the you know it was all legalistic during pastor's time and i believe pastor now that's why the lord put this burden in my heart that like to when I was still there, like to teach about righteousness, teach about what's wrong and what's right. Cause it's becoming like the gospel should not be sugar, sugar-coated. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed yeah. to be the salt yeah. and light of the earth. How can you do that if you're sugar-coated? So mm-hmm. it, they're all just talking about like basic Christian Catholic mm-hmm. living. There's no like, well, there's some priests that do that are anointed, but majority is just, you know, and then you see people always fighting. They're not, they're not living mm-hmm. the life in the spirit, you know, practice like the, you don't see virtue in them. And that difference with pastor and now it's, it's sorry, I, I'll say it straight up right now too. When, when I left, it's still like that. There's no life. I can, can, I can say also with that song that it's dead church. Like it's just routines, traditions doing. Yeah. I, I think in, in my own personal experience, what really motivated me to seek more is I, I came to the point of wanting to end my life, you know, wow. because I was, I was um, committed to church and 
And then I ended up being a drug dependent, drug, you know, user. And uh, so I, I reached that pinnacle of is there, what else is there? You know, I, I consume so much, probably twice as much as a regular dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I start early and then I will, I will just end early as well, around 2 a.m. And then wake up at 6, put whiskey on my coffee. And that's oh, the wow. beginning of it again. And <laughs> wow. then stay until 3 a.m. So I, even though I was still, <coughs> excuse me, still have that faith in God. I have a question in my mind. I said, is this it? Is this what religion can do for me? So I even prayed to God back in the days. I said, Lord, I, I want to just take my life, you know, and, and, and I want confusion to be my epitaph. You know, I, want, I want somebody mm-hmm. to visit my grave seeing on top of it, this guy was confused. <laughs> this guy died confused. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, at that moment, I was invited to an apostolic Bible study, and 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 that's the beginning of it. You know, I mm-hmm. I realized that there's more to religion that you can establish relationship, and and that relationship can can do something in you, mm-hmm. uh, create. What I'm looking for, create hunger, create purpose, create something inside of you that the inner you will seek for that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. still seeking for that and because the Bible tells us, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm-hmm. For they shall be filled. And once you taste it, I mean, there's no stopping to it. Mm-hmm. Once you experience God, you know, that's, that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, you just want more of him. You know, sure. and that's why, you know, I've been pastoring for 30 years and I still want more of you. That's yeah. mm-hmm. good. It's like that, that initial experience kind of makes, sets the, sets the path for mm-hmm. oh, yeah. a continued growth. And I, I remember <laughs> like the services that you attended. I think oh, it was yeah. your convention. Yes. Was it your yes, first yes, service? Yes, uh-huh. yes. You know, it's okay. Funny story. When he came to youth convention I, and you, you started speaking in tongues, like I could really feel the, the spirit was moving on you. And I went, I went up to you after service and I was like, bro, would you be interested in a Bible study? <laughs> what did he say? He totally blew me off. Like, he's like, oh yeah, sure, totally. And then did you follow up? <laughs> no, we never, got, we never did it. I think he just like, he, he was busy with something, yeah. another project or something. Yeah. But then you started coming like at the beginning of, uh, I think, COVID. Yeah, yeah since the online, online yeah. I've been yeah. watching since mm-hmm. the very first day yeah. in March. So if I consider that attending it'll be two years in yeah, March. About two years. that's amazing bro. yeah yeah and God has done some crazy things through you but you then know. I I remember I think I messaged you on Facebook I said you know I think I need to, we need to sit down and talk to you about water baptism yes, remember that? yes and, then, and God is de- dealing with you as well with that yes so. yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah. <laughs> that was a cold Sunday too Yes. <laughs> I think that was February. Valentine's Day. Fe- February, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Last year. Okay, well, we, we have a, uh, a bit of time left just to close this out. I'm just curious, like, and both of you can kind of tag team on this answer, but that transition to the apostolic faith, what are some of the struggles that you went through? Like, some of the stuff that, that you maybe personally had to deal with, even? For me, uh, I don't have much. I mean, I belong to a loving family. Mm-hmm. So 
of course they saw me at my worst. So yeah. when they saw when they saw me change, you know, my mom said, "Go, go, go. yeah, just do <laughs> it." Know? They're all for it. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I think the struggle that I had is because when I was converted, my dad was already in abroad, you know, oh, working yeah. as a dietitian in back in Yemen. <laughs> so uh, when he came back, he said, "You know, I want you to go to a seminary to be a priest." And I said, "That's not that's not the route I want to take. I want to go to Bible school to be a pastor." Mm-hmm. So I think that didn't, you know, run well with him. Mm-hmm. So I decided to just work. Uh, because he did not support me financially in, in 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 Bible school, so I worked until I graduated. But besides that, my my mom was very supportive. My my family were very supportive. Uh, the only challenge I had is for my own peer, because of the drastic change, the change that they saw. You know, from holding a, a whiskey bottle to holding a hardbound Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, this thick. Yeah. You know, because that's the only Bible. I, so they call me all kinds of names, call me crazy, uh, uh, weird, and all kinds of that stuff. But since I'm committed to to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. It's like whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever you want to say, that's fine with me. Is it similar for you? For sure. <laughs> yeah, actually, mine, mine is just... The number one thing was the doctrine for myself because I used to be like pastoring stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, had, I had my own group, if you want to call it my own congregation with like a uh, hundred or less than a hundred or so. And it's just all ingrained in me. So it's, it's just even until now, my, I tell you my struggles, bro. How sometimes when I'm reading the Bible about the Trinity, right? How, how Paul talks to the different churches. It's like, oh, still <laughs> kind yeah. of thing in there. But then the number one thing that really helped me was because before what we call is the devotions to the saints. I was a number one devotee of Mama Mary. And the revelation of the Holy Spirit to me is when I came to apostolic is that Mama Mary was believed in one God. Mm-hmm. So that was like, oh, there you go. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> it's like, oh, there you go. It's the one true God, you know, the God of Israel, whom we are serving now and everything. And um, besides that, sometimes there's, of course, the elders that were with me. Um, they're very educated as well in, in, in Bible stuff and um, catechism as we call it and people make fake accounts I, I experienced two people <laughs> making fake accounts tell me to return back to Catholicism I received a package in the mail with highlights and books and telling me what I was doing was wrong oh, they really want you back eh? yeah they really there's a pastor they have a 24-hour prayer chain for me until today that they're praying for me to return back to Catholicism but where am I now? <laughs> the Lord is. Prayer chain, that's why. Amen. <laughs> Honestly, and it's your choice. Yes, and like, as yeah, pastor, at the end of yeah. the day, at the end of the day, it's your choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, your for decision. sure, absolutely, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and that, as you're saying, pastor, the thirst was filled when I came here. Being charismatic, you know, we had gift of tongues. The gifts were, you know, I was in prophetic ministry. The gifts were there, mm-hmm. there, but there was still that thirst. But when I came here, I was filled. But of course, there's still that thirst for more of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing to see that growth though, like yeah, and the change. And I know you you talk to me uh, sometimes about what well, you mentioned your struggle about you know since you've been so you were so involved in it uh, back at, you know prior that like sometimes the teachings are, are always, yes. <laughs> yeah. you know, always in there. And the truth of the matter is, uh, it's more fun to 
brings somebody to the Lord from that background of Catholicism than any other denominations. Because most Catholic, they were sincere, devoted, and when they saw that uh, uh, enlightening word of God, you know, that kind of passion and that kind of sincerity will be carried to a new, new faith. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think we see that with you. Yeah. There's that energy. And- yeah, the energy. Because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of religion out there, a lot of denominations, and there are people who are just simply bouncing from one church. I've been here in Winnipeg for about 23 years, and what I've been seeing is that frog mentality Mm -hmm. uh, jumping from one church to another if they have a problem here they will move to another church and of course they will just this problem will follow them they're just changing postal code you know and then they will move to another church and another church and another church so that that's why we there's a lot of people out there that needs to be taught and a lot of people out there that needs to be reached Mm -hmm. and I, i think hyphen group is an excellent excellent group of people and, and, and during our general board, we talk about this hyphen because this is a group that will connect the previous uh, uh, generation and the upcoming generation yep. to put them together, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and hyphenate them. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly really excited about, um, especially just your testimony too, bro, um, because it, it, it's kind of something that I've been uh, sharing a lot more uh, with, our, with our church and with our young people. Is because, because especially with Catholicism, when you have someone that's there's a lot of devotion there, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like commitment in that kind of uh, uh, belief system and, and religion, that I think you know young people or you know even hyphens are afraid to even touch the iceberg with that because they think they'll just get shut down mm-hmm. uh, because oh they're 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 Catholic. There's no way they would be even consider going to another church. They're so mm-hmm. dedicated and devoted. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a simple invite. Mm-hmm. To come to a church and experience what's going on here, it, that already can be a game changer for someone's life. And so, mm-hmm. obviously, we, we we've seen that in both of your. I think it was uh, your your cousin that invited that brought you to mm-hmm. our initial service. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a simple invitation can can literally change someone's life. And so, I think as as hyphens and as young people, even in general, uh, just we we can't be pressured or afraid to. Uh, just let somebody know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mentioned it in the service today, it's not your job to save them. It, that's God's job. For sure. You have to just present Jesus to, to the world as much as you can mm-hmm. and let God do the rest. And just I've, plant the seed. Yeah, literally. I've seen it through your life. Like the, the constant yeah. revelations that, he give, that he's given you, seeing you being used in the, the gifts of the spirit, um, in our services and tongues and interpretation, mm-hmm. leadership, Taking the those attributes from no you know kidding. your your old your old uh, ministry and and using them in in our church now is just amazing and it's to just see how God does it. Fruitful because it's it's the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember before you even had doubts where it's like, oh, maybe they'll come on their own when they see like my life change. But like that simple invite, it just shows like it's for really sure. blessed. It's a game yeah. changer for sure. Yeah. Um, as we close out this episode, Pastor, do you have any? advice that you can give to any hyphens just just a general first thing that comes off the top of your head i think we we must not uh isolate certain group of people uh, i know our topic is uh catholicism but when we look at people in general let's let us not look at them 
in a certain aspect of their denomination or affiliation. Let, let's look at them as souls. Right. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who they are. Uh, and let us look at ourselves as ambassadors. Ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ representing the flag of our Father, representing the spirit of our God, and uh, uh, taking the word of our King to them as an ambassador. So if, if we will look at ourselves as hyphen ambassadors and seeing those out there, regardless of their affiliation as souls in need of the word, then I think we, can, we, will, we will fulfill the purpose that God uh, planned for all of us. You know, not just a hyphen group, but as an individual, as an apostolic. That's good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. Well, that's honestly like a lot to take in. And, and for me personally, as someone that has no experience whatsoever with like Catholic background, it's just interesting to, to hear the testimony and the story mm-hmm. of how, um, you know, you guys specifically, and even you, Valerie, and you, your family, like coming into the church. And How old were you when you first start coming? And I, I know Vince to is still… Catholic church or here? No, here. I, I think Vince here? is still what? Two years old? Vince was still a baby. Yeah. I, was, I, I remember I was turning, Vince still uh, yeah. uh, drinking his milk bottle. He was bottle sleeping on, on the yeah. floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I had my sixth birthday here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like the second week we came here. Wow. And we even told our mom. We were like, oh, we want to go to this church because it's more fun. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember going to your home. Yeah. Uh, Doing a Bible study mm-hmm, with many your times, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you you basically grew up here. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sister Alma was like our teacher. Apostolic, so. just kidding. yeah, yeah, Sister Alma. Those good times. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sure this is not the last time we'll have Pastor on the on the podcast. Uh, we have, uh, I'm sure, a lot of other topics we want to talk about. But for now, we do appreciate having you on here. Thank yes, you for thank you. sharing thank you. kind of your thank story. You, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. But uh, uh, again, if you guys uh, are able to. Please be sure to share the, the podcast, the episode. I'm just looking at like both angles. I don't know where to look at. <laughs> we'll fix that for later. Share, <laughs> share. share. <laughs> um, but yeah, be sure to share the podcast. Uh, be sure to follow, subscribe if you can on YouTube uh, and any of the podcast platforms. We do appreciate you guys. And we hope that we're blessing you. We hope that you guys are inspired by it. And we're, we're just looking forward to more content. So uh, be sure to tune in next week, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> God bless you.